The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Nerds, discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a fact. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Duo. We got two-thirds of the Intrepid Trio here tonight. And as Meatloaf would have told you, or he's still around, two out of three ain't bad. I almost want to say the OGs. (laughs) Well... I consider you more of an OG than the host prior to you. You are the only OG on this show. Because you've been here since issue number one. Oh, that's true. Uh, It is Eric and myself, Mike. How you doing? I'll take loaded questions for 200, Alex. Loaded questions for 1,000. Hey, look, it's a daily triple. (laughs) Daily doubles were never good for me. So. I I mean that straight up, especially (laughs) on the second day. I wound up getting both of them in double jeopardy. And blew them both. That's really not good. There, for for those of you playing along at home, just for the record, there is a huge difference between the movie Cobb and the person Ty Cobb. Mm-hmm. 
And and if Alex asks you for the movie, do not respond with the person's name because that will get that will cost you money. Trust a bro. So I'm guessing he wanted the title of the movie and you gave him the player's name. That's exactly what happened. Very correct guess, sir. But but it was my second day, so uh, you know that that means I must have won the first. That's true. Um, check out the homepage mightymarvelgeeks.net uh, and support our affiliates like Bitty Boomers. Use code WeBeGeeks for fifteen percent off your purchase. Uh, Rebel Sabers use code Wookie for ten percent off your purchase on all your saber needs. Red Flag Workshop is back, and use code Smug Smuggler Three for twenty five percent off your patch needs. I got a new backpack for Father's Day, and got self stick Velcro to put on the bag. So I could put one of my red flag workshop patches on it, on my bag, on my bag is the Alderaan National Park. And it's yeah. got the and it's got the strip that says "Sorry, we're closed." In the background is an asteroid <laughs> Error four oh four. Planet not found. <laughs> hey, careful about four oh four. Remember what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. So, um, so yeah, check all that stuff out. Uh, also, too, if you're interested in emailing us, email us at mightymarvelgeeks at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at marvelgeeks or on Instagram at mightymarvelgeeks. And I'm working on getting us on thread. Why? Because it seems to be the thing to do. I, I don't know how active have, we'll be on it. <laughs> I, look, I, I'm going to be honest. I have not tweeted anything for myself in over 10 years. I have no use for real Twitter. I have no use for Twitter wannabes. Yeah. But, I mean... You do you, man. You're the one that's got the <laughs> you're the one that's got the keys to the social media. Well, I mean, we we've done well on Twitter, yeah, and Instagram. We've definitely done fairly well. Oh, but I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm going to look at Thread, see see if it's worth pursuing. Yeah, a bit more. It is great. It just- if it's it, not. it just it just reminds me of the frozen section at the grocery store where you have the plant-based chicken, the plant-based burgers, the plant-based bacon, and I was kind of like, "This is all fake." It's 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 faux meats. Don't forget the the, the beef-based vegetables. Yeah, well, this. Threads is faux Twitter to me. I've seen it for the last couple of days, so I figured I, know. I will check it out. See if it that, will help us at all. I, 
I there's there are several people that are on my Facebook friends list that have posted out the oh well find me on Threads and I'm kind of like or maybe I won't. The the other one I've been seeing a lot for too, which um, unless someone wants to send me an invite, because apparently you got have you got to be special and have an invite, is Blue Sky, whatever that is. Uh, so I figure I don't need I, to be. Feeling, I don't have an invite, so don't need to be there. You no, know, I just I'm I'm feeling rather pessimistic at the moment. It's just kind of like. Oh, look, here's threads coming in where Mastodon and Parler and True Social and and all this other stuff was supposed to be the Twitter killer. Well, hey, let, let's not forget about MySpace. You know what? I am going to give mad props to the guy that created MySpace. Tom, was it? I think so. And Tom was on everybody's friends list. Yeah. It, I mean, he sold it off for like millions, you know, tens, tens of millions of dollars. And that man never has to work again a day in his life. No, no, he doesn't. So, um, I think we covered all the business stuff. Let's start off with uh, collectibles, shall we? Okay. Uh, we didn't cover this last week or two weeks ago because it didn't come out until after we had recorded. But Shop Marvel must haves for Secret Invasion Episode 1. And yet, it's funny, I haven't seen anything for 2, 3, or 4. see that's the great thing about a show like Secret Invasion you don't have to have very many collectibles or action figures specifically for it Yeah, you Uh, can just say oh well this guy's a scroll and just trade out with another one with with Hasbro Marvel Legends introduced two new um figures there is a nick fury uh with eye patch still uh with the trench coat i mean this is not a bad looking nick fury skull uh we'll, we'll, we'll get more into nick fury here in a bit but i mean this really isn't that bad of a sculpt uh and then there's Talos, which I'm guessing has interchangeable head and hands, because you can put them in human form or in scroll form. I will say the I like the scroll T-shirt they're showing on Marvel.com. What, that's the roundel. Yeah, that one's actually pretty cool. Uh, the Nick Fury pop, Sans eye patch, looks okay. It's it's all right. Now you, you're right. The Marvel Legend Nick Fury 
It's like he looks better with the eye patch. I don't know why they decided to go without the eye patch. And they're acting like he can actually see out of that eye. Which doesn't make sense either. I I haven't figured that one out yet either. No, it it doesn't. But it's like, give him back the eye patch. Yeah. I, I don't know who in wardrobe took it away from him, but give it back. Yeah. Uh, next couple shirts uh, use the line they could be anybody eh, these are okay they're not as good as the first shirt no uh, socks from Rock'em Sock'em Socks uh, they're, they're alright who do you trust eh. well apparently you're going to trust Rock'em Sock'em Socks for your feet well there you go uh, and then there's this poster is kind of interesting. How it's a a scroll with the um, with fury superimposed on top of it at an yeah. angle. It's intriguing, but it's 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 not a poster I would get from I, well, from this list of must haves. Uh, the two figures and and that first scroll shirt. And I'd go that first scroll shirt over the figures. Now, see, the the Fury action figure I like, particularly the one where he's holding the smoking gun. Yes. I would buy that particular action figure. Yeah. I mean, the Talos one is nice. I but mean, come on, smoking smoke. gun. Yeah. How often do you get that accessory in Marvel Legends? Exactly. Well, the collector that I am, <laughs> I did something silly a week or two ago from the Obi-Wan Kenobi line of the vintage collection. It's the Obi-Wan Kenobi Wandering Jedi, where he's got the blue tunic and the, and the cloak. But that figure comes with two different Lola's. Mm-hmm. Really cute, really small. The figure is four ninety nine on Amazon. Plus shipping came out to about six bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, collector said to get Lola, two different models to go with all the droids. Yeah, that's a good buy. <laughs> okay, Kenobi too, but. No, that was a goodbye. So, yeah, I I watch out for deals, and I I wish, oh, do I wish, Marvel would re-release the Shield Agents again. Because they had a two-pack of Shield Agents. Yeah, that would have been good. And I would love to see Hasbro do with Marvel uh, three and three quarter inch figures as well. Like the vintage collection. With the articulation. Yeah. Because then you could do Shield Agent four packs, Army Builder packs, like they do in Star Wars. You could do Hydra Army Builders. You could do Scroll Army Builders. You could do 
pre-army builders. So many different army builders that they could do. Just from Marvel, different Marvel groups alone. Ravengers army builders. Yeah. So. I, you know what? I would actually say that might be a better thing as a Lego minifigure set. But I already got the shield agent Lego minifigure set that I'm looking for. Can I say thank you, Eric? Well, if you're not one of the intrepid trio, (laughs) you don't really have access to those, do you? No. But, I mean, what you just said, you know, you can make your own Ravager army. Oh, yeah. You can make your own shield agents. Yep. And, and you could do variations. You could do the classic jumpsuit. Yeah. From the comics. You could do the, the look of the agents from, from the films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's something that Hasbro and Marvel are missing out on. Uh, by not doing fully articulated three and three quarter inch figures. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I dig the retros mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mind seeing the shield agent in the retros too. Yeah. I'm just saying Lego minifigures cause those lend themselves better to like say an interchangeable format. Oh yeah. I almost want to see Super 7 with their reaction line do like they did with G.I. Joe with the five points of articulation with their troop builder figures uh, for Cobra and G.I. Joe Army and, and Navy. Yeah. And do that and have those options for uh, or shield and Hydra, whoever. I I think that would be fun. Um, but yeah, those are the from episode one. I am going to double check here. I'm on their homepage, Marvel must haves, and it's still episode. one have not done anything more so uh makes me wonder um san diego comic-con now i'm confused there's no hall h presentation but apparently they're gonna have some panels and of course they're always they're gonna have the booth the booth isn't going away. Well, yeah. I mean, they would have a booth, you would think. Yeah. So here, here's the lineup. And I am hoping to try and be on top of things this year and run uh, the Marvel U- San Diego Comic-Con uh, live feed on our site, on MightyMarvelGeeks.net as well. Uh, so it links up to to marvel yeah um but the exclusive live stream 
broadcast will be hosted by Ryan Panagos, Agent M, Langston Belton, Ray Lowe, and Josh Saleh. Now, I told you, and I told Kylan, I think, but I don't think I mentioned this to the listeners. Ryan Panagos is actually in a video game. Is it a couple? Well, I was playing Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, and there is a a side quest with Howard the Duck and Four Bushman, <laughs> where they are in... A, Howard's actually a pretty good character to play in this. I know. If for no other reason, the fact that he carries the bazooka. But in it, they in this mission, they are going into a con, a comic con, and there is a Lego Agent M up the, it, it, that makes an appearance on the the big stage. Right. And so I saw that, and I was kind of like, "Wait a minute, that sounds very familiar." So I texted Mike, and I said, "Yo, is Agent M Ryan or something like that?" He goes, "Yeah." So, Ryan Panagos is in Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Ryan Panagos is also in Marvel Revolutions, the mobile game, mobile app, as a character. Is he a playable character? No. He needs to be a playable character in some game. He needs to be a playable character in a Deadpool game. Lord, that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? And I, and with the way he is about promoting Deadpool and tacos and everything else, with Jimmy Chunk, Ryan needs a cameo in in Deadpool three. He needs to be working a chimichanga kiosk or booth or food truck. Food truck, exactly. Agent M Chimichangas. Yes, dial M for mmm. <laughs> Ryan, if you're listening, hey, you, you know what you got to do. Is that House of M? Truck of M? Truck of M. Truck of M, Jimmy Chungus. So, uh, it's where all of the agents go for their Jimmy Chungus. <laughs> uh, so, on Thursday, July 20th, designing the X Men. This a this week in Marvel special event. Agent M himself, aka Ryan Nagos, is here to host a can't miss live edition of This Week in Marvel's podcast. Very cool. You know how we know what it's like to do a podcast live at a. We do. We do indeed. It was. It was stressful, but I thought we did pretty good. And did you see who's going to be on the panel with him? Uh, Jordan D. White. Yes, sir, indeed. And Sarah Brunstad. Brunstad. And graphic designer Tom Muller. Superstar artist Joshua Kassar. And, and more. More. Um, 
we need to we need to holler at Jordan, get him get him to hook some brothers up with with getting these people the rest of these people on the show. I will reach out. There's a few others I want to try and get to. Excellent. Uh, I still would like to get CB Sabolski on the show. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Marvel and Proco teach the art of storytelling at 5 p.m. Uh, in room 11. Uh, the podcast is in room 7AB at 4 p.m. Uh, on Friday, 21st, Marvel, Heroes, Hulks, and Super Soldiers at 3 p.m. Uh, this is uh, C.B. Sabolski leads a panel featuring Marvel's superlative solo superhero series. Uh, at 4.15, in the same room, 6D and E. Marvel Fanfare with C.B. Sabolski. Past and present Marvel Editors-in-Chief re- reunite for a panel like, unlike any other. This, if I was at Comic-Con, I would be at this panel. Oh, you know it. I would big time be in this panel. Uh, li- listen in on a conversation about Anything and everything you want to know about the House of Ideas when current head honcho C.B. Sapolsky is joined by Marvel legend Joe Casada. Oh, there needs to be more. Uh, never before has so much comic making mastery been crammed into one panel. That's not all. Fans who stay until the end receive exclusive giveaway comic. I would I want to meet Joe Casada. It just not just because of the Marvel connections, but I I have a neat Ninjak panel that I really really want him to autograph. Asada's another one I've I've been trying to get on the show. Uh, at five thirty, at the Omni Hotel at the Grand Ballroom, ABC fourth floor, Marvel Multiverse role playing game live play. With Glass Cannon Network. Yes. Now, see, you said that if you were there, the uh, the Marvel Fanfare panel is the one that you would want. You would definitely be there for. Yep. This is what I would be there for. The live play. Yes. Well, we we would probably be a little late getting getting to the start of it because of what? going from the convention center to the hotel. Well, still, I mean, they're going to be going at it for three hours. Yeah. I want to catch some of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because this, this sounds like, I know you haven't, I know you're still going to read the thing, but this sounds so much more like a live action critical role thing. Uh, why don't you go ahead and do it? talk about it? Well, fine. You're going to be that way about it. I just I will. I am. A brand new group of superheroes is making its San Diego Comic-Con debut as your favorite personalities from the Glass Cannon Network bring their unique brand of unhinged role-playing madness to the multiverse. Join Game Master Troy Lavalie along with Joe O'Brien, Skid Marr, Matthew Capodiska. Um, I am murdering these names, I know. Uh, Nora Ibrahim. 
Alicia Marie, and Marvel's own Nick Lowe as they create a superhero story that makes the Avengers look like a knitting club. Don't miss the action-packed, laugh-inducing mayhem that will leave you wondering if spandex suits come with built-in comedic timing. Hint or spoiler? Yeah. Uh, Only uh, yellow spandex. <laughs> On July 22nd, that Saturday, Marvel, next big thing. Uh, this is from 6A, room 6A. Uh, this will be everything um, announcement-wise about the future of the Marvel Universe. And we're talking more comics than we are Marvel Studios. So pretty much all of these are comics all the comic marvel entertainment division uh and then sunday july 23rd women of marvel uh they return to san diego with as they do a episode um a lively discussion with marvel talent across publishing digital media and studios including editor sarah bernstead executive producer sana Amont, uh, VP of Digital Media Marketing Jessica Malloy, Charlie Jean Anders, Jody Hauser, and more. What is it like for women working in the industry today? And what's the next Marvel's woman led projects? Plus, stay till the end of the panel for an exclusive giveaway. So, for Marvel Entertainment, sounds like it's going to be a good show yeah there's not a presentation and that's just as well um because so much of that is in flux at the moment yep uh with with so many different variables at play not you know the writer strike most month, yeah foremost being the writer strike but other things um but you know what i personally I think I would rather see them do stuff like this than do just one big presentation. Well, usually Marvel Entertainment does a, a variety, and then the studios does. Here's our bombshell, and everything they, they that Marvel Studios does is MCU related, be it. Disney Plus shows or the movies and now the animated stuff since they have control over Marvel animation. Anything comic related and games related is all Marvel Entertainment. So which is one of the reasons why I would love to have C.B. Sobolski on the show to find out as editor-in-chief how much is he involved with games like Midnight Suns and the apps and whatnot? So, um, and then I found this story very interesting. Marvel has just confirmed Venom's web fluid is poop. Ha <laughs> ha 
Well, that's a crappy story to be bringing up tonight, don't you think? You know, now come the the negative comments on iTunes again about how we're juvenile. Oh, no, we're not juvenile. We were just ahead of the game. (laughs) We we were foreshadowing something we did not realize we were foreshadowing. Well, I mean, (sighs) all right. On one level, it's it it's not really that surprising. No. Because the symbiote has to create the webbing from something. Yeah. But uh it, it, the the article comes from comicbook.com and it says at one point, will you ever be able to read a Venom comic the same way? And uh, the answer is no. No. But the, the one line they, de- they describe or that they talk about in here um, from the latest issue, I guess, is it's a quote from Venom as he tells Dylan, uh, if you want more web fluid after this, we need to eat something man-sized. When Flexo notices the fluid, Venom says to him out loud, it's symbiote waste. It store it, and then it shoots strands of it all over the city. Don't blame me. It's how we, how I was raised. <laughs> but you notice Venom is not speaking we here. No. Which is something that you kind of, ex- you kind of expect that. Yeah. But does give uh, some interesting uh, insight now, and kind of makes sense. But it makes you wonder when Peter had the suit for the symbiote. He wasn't going around killing people to eat. So how much of that was Peter's? stuff still that the suit just piggybacked on that is a question so um let's get into some secret vision shall we lost florida medicaid no we did not lose florida medicaid need to go back and do it. Oh, yeah. Google Chrome again. So when they start up, they don't interfere with the tracks. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. I keep forgetting that that happens on my end. Um, let's go. Do we want to just do Fantastic Four of both episodes combined or each episode? I would say each episode. Okay. I mean, we could do combined, but I mean, it's up to you. Well, let's start then with episode two. 
And number four. Go ahead, Eric. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wrote these down when I watched episode two before I watched episode three. So, yes, there will be some that I answer, some questions that I answer talking about episode three. But um, the first one I can think of is we're obviously getting Super Scroll. Yeah. I mean, that was obvious in episode two. Yep. Uh, and, and obviously, it's not going to be a Fantastic Four based. Uh, Super Scroll because they didn't get any DNA from them. They've right. gotten DNA from like Call Obsidian and Groot. And yeah. So my question at the time was since we're obviously getting it and that that clearly is what Gravik was talking about when somebody asked him, you know, what if the Avengers return? And he says, I thought of that. This is how he thought of that. This was his, this was his response. So the question becomes, who's it going to be? Right. I could see where it's where it could be Gravik because, you know, he would want to be the savior. He would want to be the, he is the general. Yeah. Um, at the time I was like, well, could it be Gaia? Cause especially if they want to keep, uh, they want to keep her around for upcoming movies and stuff. She could be a heroic super scroll. There another possibility was the guy that they introduced in the first episode, Beto. Yeah. That's a possibility as well. So that was my number four. Um my number four. Because I, I knew we would be discussing in this order. Hashtag justice for Sharon. Yes. Because not only was she recast twice in the same scene as Soren, but they also used stock footage of her and her voice. Between in in the opening section, between thirty four seconds to a minute into the show. See, this this is one of the things that I am not keen on using AI for, because with AI and computer graphics, you don't need people anymore. Right. But they they did recast. There's two different actresses that played Soren. There was a scroll actress, and then there was a human actress. 
I'm with you on that one. Um, having having chatted with with Sharon briefly, uh, which um our our thoughts and prayers to her sister, uh, who I'll explain more after show. Um, but our thoughts are with her. Um, I got to read this text from Sharon that I got from her. Uh, as soon as I find it. It's been <laughs> well, a busy you know, week. You know, with, with you hobnobbing with so many, you know, highfalutin celebrities and all, it, it can be can be confusing. Uh, I will say Sharon has definitely become a great friend. That's good. A great family friend. Um, so she gave, sent me this text. That, uh, I'm getting there. I promise. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having to go back. Uh, she goes, Hey, finally listened to the podcast called Hashtag Justice for Soren. Thanks for the love. Aw. Well, we have plenty of love to share for, for you, Sharon. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So I want to share that. And I will say, uh, she also mentions too, um, that, uh, she, she, uh, we get further down, uh, in our messaging. She said, then someone else said something about me being in episode two. You recall they had asked me to shoot a scene in London sometime last year or the year before, but the pandemic logistics prevented me from going over there to do it. So if they did find a local hire to, sh- to shoot a short scene, I guess that's what that is. Hmm. So, okay, but you know, they could have potentially put her green screen, shot her low, and then added her in. Yeah, they they could have, and should if have. If you ask us, yes, if you ask us, should have. Yeah. Um, but still. Hashtag justice for for Sharon. Justice for short for Soren. That's all I got to say. Number three. Back to you, Eric. Okay. My number three kind of 
it's more of a pondering that I started thinking about, started wondering uh, after I came up with my number four. Since the Super Scroll is being developed without a Fantastic Four. Right. And the Avengers really, I know there are more Avengers movies that are slated to come out. Right. But that does not necessarily mean that they would be able to deal with the threat of scrolls or super scrolls or whatever. So I can't help but wonder what if the MCU Fantastic Four would be created as a means to counter threats like this. Interesting. Because, I mean, in the comics, it was the other way around. The Super Scroll was created to counter the Fantastic Four. Right. What if in the MCU, it becomes the other way around? So, potential tease that before the end of Secret Invasion, we either see a member of the Fantastic Four or they're referenced as the new project? I think it's possible. And if and if Fury could put together the Avengers initiative a first time, maybe they co- he can come up with a second one. But want to keep it a smaller group. Uh, that's a possibility. I mean, this is just a total spitball idea here. Uh, Something I hadn't thought about. It probably won't come to pass, but just something I was thinking about. It's it's a good thought. Um, My number three is uh, the UN ambassador from Britain. Is a scroll and kind of a uh, say cheeky one at best. I did not like her much, and, and that's and that's the way it was supposed to be. It, it she, you know, that character is one that you are not supposed to love. Really, you're not supposed to like any of the council members. No. It's it's Illuminati. Yep. And it was just really interesting how, how that whole thing came about. Mm-hmm. Number two. My number two actually ties into that a little bit. Any of the council could have ended the threat of Gravik by putting a bullet in him at that meeting. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of the council meeting was to determine a punishment. Was it not? 
it was. If any of those council members had had a pair, they'd have just put a bullet through him and been done with it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's that's exactly what Gravik would have done if somebody had screwed up as badly as he did and put this entire planet in jeopardy as bad as he just did. Yeah. He would have, and he has done it. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Ain't none of them innocent anymore. No. No. Except for the one that walked out. Yeah. Which I was surprised. She wasn't killed on the spot. I was too. I I am too. I, I am surprised. So I was expecting that and did not happen. Because we, you know why? Because we have been watching so many James Bond movies. And when the big bad villain says, you know, is, you know, anybody want to, if anybody want to opt out now. And somebody is stupid enough to say, yes, I want out. They get killed as an example. Yeah. My number two. The butcher shop. Oh God, I love the butcher shop. That the the uh, the agent British agent with that. Oh, Sonya. I loved her. Sonya. She she is what Nick Fury should be right now. She gave me the vibe a little bit of um the Ministry of Magic person from Harry Potter. Mm. Who, who wears the all pink? Oh, Dorothea Umbridge. Yes. But. Is using her powers for good, not evil. I know. I know. I. I. <laughs> I'm like. I like, I'm I like Sonya so much more. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm liking Sonya big time. I mean, it, you know, there's a, there's a lot of characters I really just don't like in this show. But she is probably the one I like the most. Yes. Her and Talos, really. Yeah. Talos is doing superb as well. It's almost like this show is becoming about Talos more so than Fury. Yeah. Yeah. Number one. Speaking of my number one. I can't take much more of this old broken fury. I know, I know they're doing a hero's journey. I know that he has, that you have to stack the odds against him to make his triumph just that much more dramatic. Come on. Six episodes. Yeah. Pick up the pace. And I remember it was a slog getting through the first two episodes of WandaVision. It was a slog getting through the first two episodes of Ms. Marvel. It, it, and, it was a slog to get 
through the entire season of Loki. I'm trying not to even. <laughs> did I but, do that? Yes, you did. Thank you. <laughs> and I did see an article where Samba TV came out with an estimate that the first episode of Secret Invasion is the second worst MCU series on Disney Plus in terms uh, of viewers. Okay. In terms it's of viewers. viewers. Yeah. Now I'm not I'm not saying anything about quality. I actually I am, but it is in a different soapbox. In terms of people actually putting eyes on the series, only Ms. Marvel had a lower number. Miss Marvel was a very good show. Once, once they realized that they were in the MCU and not Nickelodeon, yeah, it took off. Yeah, and that that I won't say it gives me hope, but it makes me want to hope because the first two three episodes, you know, not a big fan. Again, first two episodes of WandaVision, going back and, re- and re-watching it, yeah, it's better. But the first time through, it was hard. Hey, is it wrong for me to say I did go back and watch Loki a second time? And I, I felt the same way as the first. It, it did not get better. I mean, there were moments, but it did not get better. No, I haven't. I haven't given that one the chance. I mean, once, once, I found a me, few more moments that were yeah. funny the second time I watched it than the first. But no, I, I won't say that the first time watching it was one time too many. But I have no desire to revisit Loki whatsoever. I agree. Uh, my number one from this Nick's married no apparently apparently somebody thought this was a good idea and then the the internet rumors started. Does he know she's a scroll? Is she a scroll? Well, I did see an article last week where somebody involved with the, the creation of the show, it may have been a showrunner, I think it may have actually been the director. And there was and and they were asked about the well, does he or doesn't he know? He said, you know, we shot it kind of ambivalently ambiguously right but in the script he knows yeah but that had that that I, i had problems with that okay and i did have problems with that at the time it's kind of like well did he not abandon her too? 
after the blip when you know when he came back and he you know he said you know heck with this i'm going up top i'm going into space right well it's funny neither one of us mentioned brody in this was in this episode yes i i wrote down i tell you, i actually wrote down much more than four. Oh yeah this one I, I did too um but since you brought it up roadie i'm gonna be honest if i had been roadie and Fury's uh, Fury's argument of you should back me because we're the same color. I I, I would have to be in I, I would have to find that a little bit insulting. Yeah. As, as, especially when it, it Fury made it sound like Rhodey would not be where he is today without him. True. And I don't blame Rhodey at all for just basically just coming out and giving him a grown up talk to come to Jesus talking to. Yeah. Yeah. But because of that, and of course, right now, that's supposedly the only episode Cheadle's in. We're not going to see him anymore in the series. If, that we love. Double check IMDb. Well, IMDb, you can't a hundred percent trust anyway. Yeah, but I I am curious. Okay, never mind. I'm wrong. He's in three episodes. We're we're three down, and he's already appeared in one. So he's going to be in two more episodes. He's been in no. He's been in two. He's he done. was in the first one. How did I miss that? It was brief. He was talking with the president. Okay. Okay. So he's going to be in one more episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, but rumor is going on out there. Brody's a scroll. Okay. Also, you, you want to touch on this? Okay. Also, you know, touching back back to IMDb. Uh, Colby Smulders, Maria Hill is listed in five episodes here. Okay. Riddle me that, Batman. Yeah, because she, she's not in two and three. Well, she's in yeah. two. In a box. Yeah. I mean, well, all right, in three she was in a box. No, she wasn't. She's not even in it three. Two. It was in two. Yeah. In two. Of course, we, we meet Maria's mom. And Maria's mom lays into. Oh, yes. 
uh, at this point in time, we could just stick with recapping episode two tonight and we'll save three <laughs> and four for next week with Kyle. And- I, you know, I'd almost want to. Let's do it. Let's keep going. Okay. okay. Um, we don't rehearse this show, folks. You may have no. You may have picked up on that already. But a lot Thank of it, you we for just pressing wait. the self-destruct button. Have a nice day. <laughs> Hail Hydra. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think we're waiting on something else. Yum, 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 yum. That's not it. No, that wasn't. Just kidding. That was it. There we go. Well, also, I'm looking at this. The guy who plays Beto is only listed for, for three episodes. Okay. So he may not stay around very much longer. This is true, too. I, this, this is kind of why I say you can't 100% trust IMDb. As, as the Rolling Stones once said, you can't always get what you want. You could try something. So. I can't remember the rest of them. Yeah, but if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. There we go. Thank you. Um, so, they're saying, you know, because, the, you know, we mentioned as, as part of my number one that uh, Priscilla, Nick's wife, mm-hmm. is a scroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the closing moment, she's heard on the phone speaking to with a mysterious voice. But this is episode three, though. No, in the episode's closing moments, so two. She's on the phone. No, because that phone call doesn't happen until the next morning, and that's in episode three. Okay. And comicbook.com is wrong in refreshing my memory. So. I mean, you only see her at the tail end. Yeah. Of episode two. And, and, she har- and she's harping on Fury for not having the ring. Yes. And, it, it, and the episode closes with him putting on the ring saying, is that better? She says, almost, and then they start cuddling and smooching. While Otis Redding plays in the background. I have a little Otis. I am totally fine with that. Um, I can't wait for the soundtracks to, or the music for this show to drop. That actually is not a bad thing. The the music music has been incredible so far. Yeah, yeah, the, the music has been good. Um, I have been more with each episode. I've been more and more accepting of the AI intro. Only, I wish I could say, go ahead. Only because I still think it's that whole, it's that whole play on 
you can't trust anybody. That that's being pushed on the shirts. So, yeah. you know, initially, the intro. Is this actually been done? Is this AI done? Well, the AI is showing you can't. You know, with the AI doing the intro, that's helping lead into the whole conspiracy of you can't trust anyone. That's true. I mean, I wish I could say that I've grown more accepting of it, but I just hit skip credits or skip uh, intro. I, I do. I do a little bit. Uh, I start to go into it and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm understanding a bit more. Let's just get to the meat of the show again. Skip intro. <laughs> but it, I, it's, I'm, I'm starting to understand. Maybe it's just me putting too much into it. But if this is one of the meanings behind the AI intro is to go with the you can't trust anyone or anybody, then cool. I'm 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 a little bit more accepting of it. Still not happy about it. Yeah, I mean I'm not. I'm not so adamant about it that I rant every time I see it. Right. But I just, I don't really care for it. Yeah. I still feel, I just don't feel strongly about it. I I personally think Perception could have done a better job. Well, that goes without saying. Oh, yeah. So, um, how about this? It, well, one, any, any further thoughts on episode two? Um, I do have w- one main problem with the thought of Fury having a wife. It, it's one thing for Talos to say, hey, Nick, after the blip, you abandoned us. That's one thing. Right. But Fury would have abandoned his own freaking wife. Yeah. I mean, if I were married again and either me or my spouse had been taken away in the blip and brought black brought back. I would probably want to stay with that spouse yeah. and basically rebuild the relationship. Yeah. Because for one of us, th- that gap never happened. Yeah. And, but for the other, then you've got like five years of grieving and learning to move on and missing and living without them. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're back. 
it's definitely it is it's a big plot hole it i don't know that i could call it a plot hole so much as you know just just want to just stare nick in his one good eye and just say what the sam scratch were you thinking there's that too it is very much a case of Nick does not shirk his duty. No. The the Nick that we knew. As you is, said before, this is not the Nick we know. This is not the Dick we know. And yes, the blip did change him. I understand that. Dying changed Colson. At least so everybody said. But that's just something I can't wrap my head around. Right. To to renege on a promise that you made to aliens, that's bad because you're reneging on a promise. But to abandon your own wife? Yeah. And, and still live to tell about it? You, well, you know me. I know if your I had, wife. If, if I had done that to Melissa, I would not be on this earth anymore. You would definitely be missing your kneecaps. I'm telling you that, but that much is true. It, it would be, it would be beyond the point of knee replacement. Well, plus you wouldn't do it. No, I would not. Not my nature. Yeah. So. Um, Marvel put out a story, closer look at the comics behind Secret Invasion. Of course, these are available over on the Marvel Unlimited app. Uh, Secret Invasion, Infinity Comic, 1 through 18. Okay. Okay. (laughs) The whole run. Um, then, uh, strange tales, secret invasion. Number one, uh, this came out when, it must've been a while back. Strange Tales, that would have been 70s, early 80s? Um, I'm thinking more 70s. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, it's more recent than that because it's by Jim Zub, Ramon uh, F. Fox, <laughs> and, and Josh. <laughs> but it sounds like something that would be from the 60s or 70s. Well, the artwork of the panel they show reflects that, too. And and it show uh, and this is uh, Johnny Storm as a scroll. Huh. Uh, Avengers Unlimited issue fifty and fifty one. Um. So yeah, that's the stuff that 
this comment. So we're going to get a super scroll in the series. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to get the Fantastic Four crossovers yet. Yet with the super scroll. Um, but I think we're going to get, instead of Thing, we're going to get Cole Obsidian. Uh, mm-hmm. I think instead of Mr. Fantastic, we're going to get Groot um, and some of the others. Human Torch are probably somebody extremists. Uh, well, extremists was on that list. Well, there you go. Killian was it? Yeah, yeah. They they have them listed as extremists on. Okay, I didn't on see, the computer. I did not see every name on the computer list on the computer screen, but those are the only it, three I remember. The only one I. The only one I didn't see was something for the invisibility. Yeah, I don't. And I don't think we've gotten I, I that did, yet. I did see Frost Bear. Okay. Or Frost something. Yeah. 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 But I think that's from a uh, from an from a Thor end credit scene. Possibly. Or or from the Frost Planet. From like in, in, some, yeah. yeah, in Thor Dark World. Why? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any other? Any final thoughts before we go? Um. Knowing what we know about episode three, I know there's a lot of things that I pointed out that get answered. Yeah. At least partially. So I'm kind of like, well, I'm not quite the freaking genius I thought I was so far. Mm. But you, but without knowing what you know now, watching too. Yeah. You you know, is it sad to say you could see the direction the show is going? I could see it's becoming predictable. Some of it very much so some of what I saw in episode 3 I did not see coming Sonya I did not see coming which was great <laughs> oh dog yes absolutely the the, the butcher shop yes the, the injection yes and then she well don't worry about the scrolls killing you I do the yeah. second one, they'll kill you. <laughs> For real. So No, I just I just love her as a character and Yeah. She gets yeah. she gets better in episode three. Yeah, we'll she gets a little bit better. Yeah, she gets a little bit better in, in episode three. And uh, yeah, I may just have to keep watching it just just for her. Yeah. Well, as we've talked about, we're hoping, hoping they turn Fury around. Yeah, because right now he's as he's as broken as Loki was and as broken as Obi-Wan was. Yeah. 
and, mean, and, and it took about three episodes for each before we saw any turnaround. Loki no, no. just wasn't enough. The only Loki I really liked there was Kid Loki and Glorious Purpose Loki. I actually I liked the menagerie of Loki's Loki for president. Yeah, I mean that. Okay, Loki Gator. Loki Gator was amazing. Yes. The the old man classic Loki. That's what I'm talking about. Glorious purpose Loki. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, he was wonderful. He was absolutely the fact that. Hasbro was willing to make a Marvel Legends figure of him. Says it right there. Yeah. So, uh, now just please give me a better Nick. Give yeah. me a better Fury. Yeah. And, and let's don't do the whole thing where all of a sudden he realizes at the tail end he's a squirrel too. Is that that would be the I think that'd be the worst thing you could do. Well, if you go down that road. From watching episode two, where there the train scene where they are talking about exactly how many scrolls are on Earth. A million. Yeah. A million scrolls have infiltrated Earth culture. Not all of them are evil, obviously. But it makes you wonder who in the MCU that we have seen over the past decade plus is actually a scroll. Yeah. Well, we know Coulson wasn't. True. That's that's really about it. But now it makes you wonder do we get more of an identity of who uh, quote unquote Tahiti was that gets well, pulled out of the drawer? Tahiti was Cree? That's right. I'm thinking oh. Yes, yeah, bro. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. And now this this just popped in my head. I think this would be fantastic to do this. You have a scroll that looks like Stan Lee. Oh. Still working a Stan Lee cameo. That's how you do it, dude. Okay. I can see that. I mean, he really, I mean, yes, earlier in the issue, I was, this issue, I was talking about how I'm not a big fan of AI. But this is where you could use that for good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. 
So, and he doesn't have to say anything. No, just needs to be pulled out on a drawer. Or you just, you just see him in passing. That's true too. Yeah. So, um, well, if that's pretty much going to wrap it for us this week. Um, a Thursday. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Uh, I think it's just time to go dark.